All right, ladies and gentlemen, today's guest has a very inspiring story. He's an incredibly talented actor, writer, musician. He's a very talented dude. You might have seen him on one of your favorite shows and one of his many TV credits. He has starred in shows like Blue Bloods, Jessica Jones, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, to name a few. He's got a bunch of new and creative projects that he's working on right now that he's going to share with us in today's episode. Please welcome to the show the very talented Marco Toriani. All right, all right. Marco, 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 welcome to the Get Rolling Show, sir. How are you doing today, bro? Doing well. How are you doing, my good man? Doing all right. We're excited Beautiful. to have you here, man. Excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. You staying creative during quarantine? You've been, been doing all right? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, actually, I, I was one of the lucky ones who um, I shot a we finished shooting principal photography. Um, mm -hmm. It was like kind of like my first small supporting and like legitimacy. Uh, and we finished probably two weeks before all the shit at the fan. Uh, oh, snap. So, okay. Yeah. So I got lucky with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've been writing, uh, just finished um, two full lengths uh, during my time in quarantine, full length wow. plays. Yeah. And I'm working on two to three others. Uh, do you so feel i gotta ask do you feel because i was having this conversation the other day with a couple people and there were people that were in a camp of okay once quarantine started everything fell apart right i was undisciplined i didn't get anything done and then there's another camp of people that would i would like to consider ourselves a part of that actually you know we're able to use this quarantine the additional time allotted to them you know to get maybe more done or get even more disciplined and regimented uh, I know that's the case for me because now I'm able to devote more time to doing stuff that I actually love doing. So right. I was curious now being that, you know, you're in the acting sphere, it does add a slight wrench um, being that, you know what I mean? Like you can't actually go to do what you need to do. So there is that caveat to it, but I was curious how you've been treating quarantine and if you feel that you've gotten more work done, less work done, if you've been able to now devote time towards other things or that you've like discovered new things about yourself along the, along the way. Absolutely. I'm way more part of the latter. Uh, okay. the way, the way, I mean, the way I see it is, you know, I mean, I get called in when someone considers me a type and they want to see my type and I think, and I get lucky every once in a while. Right. Uh, with this quarantine, I've literally been able to do everything that I wanted to do before <laughs> and just yeah. couldn't do it. Whether it was like, you know, just trying to cover the rent or, you know, healthcare or what, what have you. Um, like one of the things I wound up doing is I jumped into a, get a real estate license because I would like to okay. find more ways to make income. Yeah. yeah. Well, and what I, what I tell people who also try to get into the game, like people who are genuinely curious about, okay, what is your life like? And I was like, well, after you learned everything you need to know, the hardest part is not, you know, actually acting, it's making money while you're doing the thing to make money from the acting. Right. And I saw real estate as one of these few sort of alley avenues, uh, to actually make a decent living and yeah. still persist until you can drop it and let it go. And then just, you know, run with that series regular. Yeah. That's awesome oh, that yeah. you say that. I, I have my real estate license as well. And right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, you know, it's like, I it's haven't got it yet. I, I have the test tomorrow. Okay. Oh, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, sleeping because I know when I took it, it's not it's, it's too easy. No, I don't no, want to scare it, you, but uh, it's definitely not fun. Um, yeah, and the way the tests are set up don't really gauge your knowledge of real estate. Mm -hmm. uh, they kind of don't you feel like that's tests for everything? 
right? Oh, for sure. It's just me, or it's like every freaking course you're in, right? It's like, that's always the case. They're always like, listen, none of this is going to be relevant when you actually get into the field, but you have to pass it. And I feel that's for like almost everything you do, which is kind of hysterical. Absolutely. And look, whether it's like your waiting tables, whether you're catering, bartending, uh, telemarketing, whatever your kind of vice is. I mean, Issa Rae talks about it, I believe, too. Um, I don't want to quote her, if you didn't, but I heard through the grapevine that Issa Rae from uh, HBO's Insecure uh, said the same thing. And she's all about, like, look, there's more than one way to g- generate revenue while you're doing the thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, never lose sight, never lose focus. You know, it, it, honestly, what that means is you just got to work twice as hard than the normal person. Yeah. <laughs> Very you got to juggle everything. Yeah. Um, Very true. And I almost didn't do this either. You know, there was a time where, you know, the unemployment was horrible. I was like pretty much living in my grandmother's basement, just drinking all the time. Uh, and I couldn't deal with it. So I wanted to join the fire department and I went through the fire academy and I was going to become a fireman and I got certified to wow. do so. And then I want to say two weeks before my agent doesn't know it, but I was going to tell my agent, like, you know, like I'm done. I just can't deal with the blows. I booked turn on uh, AMC with Jamie Bell. And right. I was like, Oh, okay. So I went out there they flew me out, I, you know, was there for like a week. And then I had to come immediately back right after the shoot because then I had an audition for Blue Bloods and then I booked Blue Bloods. And then I want to say a few months later, I had an audition for Jessica Jones and I booked Jessica Jones. Yeah. So I was like, all right, like, I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Good for you. Good for you, man. That was literally two weeks before or two weeks after I decided I was just going to quit. Right. I was done. It, you know, you, you have to take a lot of shit. It, it, am I allowed to swear on your show? <laughs> Dude, yeah, yeah. I fucking right, talk cool. like that. Yeah, are you kidding me? Potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> and, 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 no, and I'm really happy you guys are doing this because I think this is an opportunity for actors to get honest with other actors about what this is. And look, mm-hmm. and it's feast or famine. When you're doing awesome, you're doing awesome. But look, you can book a guest star recurring and then not see a job for two years. Like, that's just the reality. Yeah. You gotta find ways to make up for it. And there's all this insecurity in our community about, you know, like, you know, booking and then not booking, what have you. Like, no, this is a philosophy. Mm -hmm. You're there to learn new things. You're there to expand your horizons, whether it's learning a new language, learning a new dialect, getting more physically in shape, taking up Muay Thai, whatever whatever you wanna do. Philosophically, that's being an actor. And as long as you're doing that, as long as you continuing the growth regardless of the hits that you're taking then you're going to come up you're going to be okay wow wow damn yeah no i feel like a lot Bad of people respect. need to hear that uh, yeah for for sure you know um sometimes ourselves included even though if you know it sometimes in your subconscious like it still takes somebody else to kind of jog it loose you know because you get kind of run down in like your own self-pity or whatever whatever the case might be or if you're really Absolutely. just having a bad go I at love it that. I always Absolutely. looked at it kind of that way as well. Like it's not kind of uh, if it happens, it's kind of a when it happens kind of thing. You have to keep exactly. sticking it out. Of course. And I think you guys actually touched on this uh, in one of your recent uh, interviews where you said like, you know, like your, your booking shouldn't determine your happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's, and that's a giant thing. And, and you know what? And I think, look, I love our industry at the same time. I have some qualms with it. And I think our industry <laughs> sort of sets up this stage to where they they allow it a lot more or they put an emphasis on it and they kind of they can entrap it can entrap you a little bit and i think with a lot of actors you know we're very vulnerable people and so our struggle and our in our ways i think that we also 
can arrive at a better self, but our, we sort of ride this wave of both ego and insecurity at the same time. And we're uh, kind of battling it out and we don't know which ones, and not to say the ego's bad. Your ego can be a good thing. Um, there, there's, there's a more positive way to look at your ego. It doesn't have to always be related to selfishness. It can be just your drive to move forward. Sure. Um, but it's just a way that I don't think we talk about as much, you know, and, and I'm really happy that you guys have this uh, set up to where we can have these conversations and, you know, we can get real with it. Yeah. No, thank you. First of all, yeah, for supporting yeah. the show, we see, you Absolutely. know, all the time when you, when you're definitely showing love to it. So that goes a long way and, and thank you equally for being a part of it. Right. You know, and just, and just voicing your opinions and out there, you know, you, I feel like. Love the format, by the way. Do you? <laughs> Yeah. I love your setup. It's a solid setup. Yeah, we try, man. We we've had a lot of meetings. <laughs> We're like, how are we going to optimize this? And we've had a lot of trial and error. You know what I mean? Okay, We're still improving. So good for yeah. you, man. No, you're you're doubling down on something that you care about, and you know, I think as long as stick true to that, dude, like your numbers are just going to keep going up. Yeah, it's going to be solid, man. Yeah, Excited. thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> you're officially part of it now. You're along, you're along awesome. for this ride, whether you like it or not. So. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> you're in. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. Phil, I know that you have, um, you always have like the extensive resumes of people and stuff up. Is there anything in particular that you wanted to, that you wanted to ask or anything? Because I know we have, we, have, yeah. we were checking out your reels and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we were watching you. We we're stalking you online. Yeah, yeah, we were stalking. Check out your website. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. But I did that right after I met you, not gonna lie. I kinda totally went in. And I always tell people too where they're like, you know, like the ones who are like, you know, you only have like a couple lines of Jessica Jones. I'm like, Do you know how hard it is to book that motherfucker? Seriously. (laughs) All right. The fact that you booked those three um guest star roles so first of all, consecutively that close together is mind blowing to me. Right. And that's that's awesome. with, With the exception of uh, Blue Bloods Blue Blood was a co-star, but it was more of like, you know, they gave me a name. So I was like, thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, but I'm hopefully, tur- I think there's going to be a sort of turn of the tide after this film comes out, or at least I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. It's got some cool people on it in there and a really awesome director. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Very cool. Absolutely. And I thought it was really funny that you mentioned you're getting your real estate license. I just watched the, the pilot for Hoboken's Least. Yes. Where you play a real estate <laughs> agent. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> um, yeah, talk a little bit about that. How did that yeah, come into, into the works? So uh, I actually got it through uh, my, my actress friend. Her name's Allison Wien. Um, she's done some sweet commercials. Like you, you, you mm-hmm. might have seen her before. Uh, she, she did a pretty big like Yoplait commercial. Um, okay. Yeah, like it, it's out there. She's like breastfeeding a kid, which I think is funny because it's just funny to see. Like, because I, I knew her for a really long time. I knew her since like high school, and uh, she wound up going to NYU. Um, and you know, I wound up going to the new school, so we would still hang out, uh, you know, in circles in like New York City. And I guess she had met the director somewhere along the line, and they were having trouble finding, um, you know, the lead for the for the series that they want to make. Uh, which is based on the writers, not based on his life, but he uses sort of some of his experiences to write the script. Uh, he, he's a um, real estate agent in Hoboken, Jersey City as well. Uh, and he got together with his directing buddy and they wanted to make this thing. There were two guys who wanted to make a story and they wanted to do it and we're going to keep going uh, actually. But she set me up and then they reached out and they're like, hey, you know, like, you want to read? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I did it, booked, went in, 
we shot that whole episode in a day. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think it's like like 10 minutes or whatever, which is, mm-hmm. you know, you're really coming close to the wire. And we didn't think we were going to be able to do it. The sun was going down and we just had enough daylight just to get these last two scenes in. Wow. We were, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was awesome, you know. Cops had to interrupt a couple times because, you know, we used like a drone for one oh, of the shots. yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. And apparently, yeah, yeah, we got in trouble for that. Uh, I was impressed by that little drone footage, like through the power lines yeah. and everything. <laughs> that was that was impressive, yeah. I mean, you know, I gotta, and it's funny too because uh, I think he uh, he was able to show it to Catherine Narducci. Um, you know, she's a very popular, like, Italian-American actress. Yeah. Uh, she's in, like, The Irishman. She played, like, Robert De Niro's wife in Bronxdale. Artie Bucco's wife in The Sopranos. Uh, she's awesome. She's just like a complete force. Um, and she said she didn't like the throw up aspects of the episode, but <laughs> <laughs> which under you know I understand it's not everyone's cup of tea. But yeah. but, uh, but but it's cool. And 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 I got a, you know a couple messages from other um, actors in the Italian American sort of mm-hmm. uh, actor community. So what I would love to do is to keep getting that viewership. Yeah, and then just get all those guys on board. I mean, ideally, sure. I think that'd be fun. Like, I would love to do a scene with, like, Stephen Tripper where, like, I'm showing him like, a rental lease. <laughs> 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 like, like, Your like, character's like, awesome. Rental. I just am cracking up by, like, the physicality and all of the oh, yeah, he things you've added to the role. <laughs> he can't win at all. It's, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> and it, what was relieving about it is, so, and I love the roles that I play, uh, but I would say my type is pretty much, like, down and out white guy, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you look at blue bloods like you know heroin addict with an anxiety disorder um jessica jones as a teenager with an anger issue uh, right Aaron, i was an angry angry starving colonial rebel um in this upcoming film i play a not so nice guy either uh oh. so it was kind of like uh just a really nice chance to be silly which i do enjoy being silly Aside from the seriousness, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, 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 I like to rip the, the meat off the bone a little bit more, so to speak, when it comes mm-hmm. to more of those roles. I think they're important. And I like playing roles that most people would judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what it comes down to, you know, well, if you do that enough times, you want to do something different. And I saw Hoboken's Lease as an opportunity to play this yeah. silly guy who's just like a struggling musician who like, you know, <laughs> dreams aren't happening as soon as he'd hope. Yeah. And he's just sort of throwing himself into a scenario and uh, very rarely winning. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and very, yeah. very closely related to our lives, too, as artists and as oh, actors, completely. too. <laughs> completely. Completely. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, uh, yeah, fun to take on. Yeah, he's yeah. Gonna be okay. I believe it. Roman's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to, to hear about um at least where i met you i met you on marvelous mrs Maisel, and yes. yeah for those of you who haven't watched it out there who are listening great show amazon original okay. show and we met on the the first episode of, of season three where you yes. had a couple lines um in that first episode and i want to i want to not only Back hear about flowers. yeah <laughs> that was awesome um, not only I want to hear about like the process of you auditioning for that and, and how that worked for such a, uh, a cool show. Cause I'm fascinated by that whole process and all of that. But, um, yeah. how was it like while you were on set? Like how was, how did that differ from your other experiences on TV and everything like that? Well, so they were awesome. 
Uh, and I, I, before I get into it, I want to give a quick shout out to those casting directors, uh, Ian Davison and Cindy Tolan. Um, so cool. And Amy Sherman Paladino, who makes the show. Oh my God. Awesome. She's crazy and, good. And uh, Will Vogt, who I did have my scene with, he was nothing but a spiritual, loving, professional, fantastic person. And, and I, and, mm -hmm. you know, after that, I, I, you know, I could say from here on out, I mean, he, he's a friend, I think now, but, uh, you know, I, I look up to him now in a big way. Because um, he gets it and, and he's very grounded with himself and his journey. And it's really just nice to see. Um, so shout outs to them, first off. Uh, but yeah, that was an interesting one because I don't even know if I should talk about it. So, I mean, I don't think anyone got sick, but, uh, I came down with the first time ever the flu, um, two days before that audition and it sucked. And I was like, and I had, but I hadn't, um, booked out my dates, right? Like, you know, like, or, uh, you know, when you tell your agent, like, Hey, like, I'm not going to be able to do anything from here to here. And two days in, uh, like I found out it's a flu and I'm like, oh, fuck. I was like, oh, well, I guess they get to rest. And then my agent calls. She goes, all right, you have an audition for the Mars versus Maisel tomorrow. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Dude, so like I'm sitting there, I'm sweating. I'm feeling like shit. And I'm just like, oh, hey, how's it going? Like, you know, not shaking any hands. Um, and then I do like a little scene, you know, a little quick fun full thing. Uh, and then, you know, I leave and I'm like, well, that went terrible. <laughs> There's no way I'm booking that. That was, that was garbage. I feel like shit. I was like, well, at least I get home, you know, I'll rest. I'll get some sleep. And then, you know, mm -hmm. just try to get better now. So I get home and then, uh, age calls me like that night and she goes, Hey, uh, you got to call back. It's, uh, it's tomorrow. <laughs> like you got to go down to what's it called like down by a green point like they have the oh. whole studio there's is it steiner steiner yeah yeah so I, I was like you auditioned at steiner that's cool well about the callback was the callback okay yeah so i was like all right <laughs> so i get up in the morning and like you know flew and deuce marco goes to the callback i'm like all right barely any sleep and it's me and uh, there's eight roles available. I can book any of those eight. Uh, you know, they were like, oh, it's like eight soldiers doing specific, mm -hmm. specific things. And I wanted the role that I got, but I didn't audition for that role originally. Okay. Uh, and then I got there and it's like eight of us and then like two other guys. So I was like, oh, pretty good odds. So, so then I go in and then uh, Amy Sherman Paladino is also there with uh, Sydney Tolan. Wow. And as I'm entering the building, uh, you know, woman's checking in who wound up being Sydney Tolan, who I hadn't, hadn't met before. Um, and just, you know, two seconds right out of the bad meeting room, like, all right, you're cool as fuck. Uh, <laughs> so, so I go up and then Amy Sherman Paldino and do the line. She goes, actually, could you read like the lines for like this soldier instead? Like the one who gets like hit over the head with flowers by like this, or I guess general in drag. And I was like, sure. Like that was when I wanted to read. So that's cool. So, so then I read it and then, uh, two hours later I booked it. Wow. That's fucking awesome. That was it. And then the following week when I was in recovery, like, you know, we were past the flu at this point, but like still out of it. Um, and then I wound up going to Long Island. They shot all that for a week. So yeah. We were there all week. week. Yeah. We were there for a week. Wow. Um, it was cool, man. It was, it was awesome. And uh, that was probably one of the best sets I've ever been on. Yeah. 
and an incredible film. scene that that you were part of too like just the, all of the i mean it took a week to film for crying out loud but, but the energy we think we broke like an east coast record for the amount of extras really? on that set yeah, yeah that was an industry like 900 and like, soldiers and, wow. and not even just extras it was like even like the crew principals mm-hmm. like it was just packed to the nines yeah amazon yeah. just <laughs> they went hard that was so efficient too i've never been on something so efficient the way they operated it, it that ran thing. surprisingly smooth mm-hmm. for the amount that i was going into that we my mind was blown i was like i worked on sets where like the crew the cast was a lot less and things were going haywire over here and over here <laughs> and you know the fact that you know yeah, Miss Sherman Paladino, Mrs. Sherman Paladino was able to get those troops in line and be able to execute that mission was wow. Yeah, it was unreal. That was unreal. I'm really glad we got to experience that together as well. That was For really. Sure. I, don't, I don't know if I'll ever be on a set like that ever again. Like that was. I know. That was cool. That was such a peculiar experience. I made some really great friends from that week. Like some of my closest friends in New York now are from that week. From that set. Hell yeah! That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is really freaking cool. Totally sidetracked because I have ADD. That mug is hardcore, dude. That that you have <laughs> right now. You're drinking, that, you're drinking that coffee, Adam. I was, Looks I was like a... coffee in the espresso. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm for more coffee right now. But yeah, I, I just poured into this guy, and I. Dude, that thing's <laughs> that thing's intense. <laughs> oh, I actually, that actually leads me into a. I'll just say it's a related question, even though it has nothing to do with the coffee, but what is your, I I was asking you prior, you know, okay, do you feel that this quarantine you've been able to get more work done, et cetera. And, you know, you said that definitely yes. What is your, because you, you write, you know, as well. So like, what is your, what is like a day in your life? Like right now in terms of like when you're working, how much of a precedent you put on it? Like, you know, how much you, if you have any personal, um, you know, rules or, or goals or limitations or anything that you put on yourself, you know, like, of course. Um, well, so I have, I'm, I'm what you would call a dreamer in many ways. And I would actually like to do something right now during this quarantine. Uh, something that is still socially distanced, um, with the minimal cast, minimal crew. Of course. And, you know, and I was, and I've been talking to, a couple producer friends and they always stress the importance of getting named Tom and anything that I'm writing and ensuring investors, how they're going to recoup finance. Uh, I do also have friends in the financial sector and uh, you know, if, I think they would agree with me to where, you know, if you're investing in entertainment, more than likely you're not going to get your money back. You know, you're, you're playing with your money, so to speak. So I would, you know, prefer to approach it from that and just hope that they enjoy the script and the impact that we're trying to create. And they want to contribute to the arts to contribute back into the community because look, we're all at home. We're all quarantined. We need things to do. We, we need some escapism. And I, and I think this is now time to really provide that. How do we do it in a way that is professional and safe is the bigger question. But what I just wrote is two actors um, pretty much stuck in a barge on the water uh, in limbo. And they're waiting to find out whether or not they're going to go to heaven or hell. Interesting. And, and yes. Yeah, so, so, but all that takes is the two actors, you know, 
cinematographer, director, gaffer, uh, sweet sound guy, um, the location. We don't need a million dollar budget to make this. Like, we just don't. Um, but if I'm at the point now, too, where I'm meeting more people. I know more people now. And when I even when I talk to my director friend, he, you know, he wanted name talent for the other role. And I want this actor who is damn good in New York and doesn't get enough credit. Mm. Uh, and I want him to, to play that role. So it's, it's sort of this weird thing because it's like you can't get the financing unless you get the name role. But you can't get the name role unless you get the financing. Mm. So it's funny, right? Because the thing about, and I'm going to shift topics a little bit, um, but normally that's my day is like thinking about like that stuff. And also, okay, well, if that's not plausible, what can I write over here that is plausible? Um, you know, and are there plays that I wrote that I can adapt to screenplays that would still work in that medium? And then I call director friends and producer friends and see, you know, and look, and half of it's smoke and mirrors, half of it's conversation. And I'm sure, one, you know, 1% of that uh, will actually maybe be something that will move forward. So it's, 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 a, it's a grind. It's a total yeah, grind. Yeah. And if I'm not doing that, I'm either, you know, studying more for real estate or playing Call of Duty. From- <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> all, about that, all about that war zone, baby. All about that. <laughs> all about that. 7 p.m. every night but uh but i do kind of want to shift the topic a little bit um to talk about how i'll talk about fame a little bit because i notice this a lot uh where you know anything you want to do something and as a producer i get it that you want name talent right and uh you know and it's also the way for us to get more work is once we do get more recognized you know i mean like oh, okay like he did the thing okay cool like oh he'll bring these people I can't tell you how many times now I have lost roles to name talent. I've lost roles to Andrew Schultz. I've lost roles to Chet Hanks. I lost uh, a role to one guy from Crashing who played uh, Leaf, like the guy who was sleeping with his girlfriend in HBO. I lost a role to that guy. Mm. Um, and I get it from a producer standpoint. But it's, I almost feel like a lot of times, like as actors, when we get into this, it's sort of like what people would tell you if you're at an internship. Or like, oh, you know, we want to give you the internship, but you need experience. And you're like, well, how am I going to get experience if you don't give me the internship? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. I know. And they're like, I know. And figure it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're like, all right, I guess I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And you jump in. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's super weird. I, I hope we get to a place to where, you know, maybe we don't need it all the time. To maybe where because I think at the same time, and this is a very rare opinion, sometimes I personally feel when you have a name talent, it takes away from your script. Right. And in terms of and I and I and I want to use this as sort of a point to make to maybe any producers that are watching or any uh, screenwriters, um, playwrights, what have you, to acknowledge. Uh, because the minute that that person who's known for this thing is in that role, now it's that person playing this role in your thing. Right. And, and I think in a way that might take away more from the story and more of the impact that you can have with it, and more of the relationship that you can have with your viewer or your audience. Because if, you know, maybe you do use someone who's like not as known, um, but they're damn good and they're captivating and you watch them moment by moment, the story's going to matter more. Right. So I would like to make a point just on your show. You know, I think you guys are going to do well. And I, and I, and I hope that is taken in stride moving forward. I know I completely shifted. 
No, that, I'm glad you did, to be honest. My question was incredibly boring compared to what you were going off about. So don't yeah. worry. No, 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 but, it, but it's important, man, because it's like, what are we doing? You know, it's like we're stuck in here. It's like, look, we could take a class online or, you know, maybe eat in a park. Yeah. How are we occupying our day? You know, but, no, uh, for sure. Now's the best time to write. And, and if you are an actor, have, you know, who's thought about writing, I think, I think all actors should write to some capacity. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not good at it, write anyway. Yeah. Just do it. Try a monologue. Try, try, or even if it's not writing, you know, maybe now's the time to direct something. Now's the time to kind of feel out what, how am I going to phrase this? I don't know if you ever had this experience, but like, you ever been on a set in where, like, maybe, like, for, I'll, I'll give you one example. I was on a set where, you know, the actor was like trying to tell the director the types of angles they should use. Um, and, you know, even though they weren't directing the project. And I think that comes from never being put in that place of directing a project to where they would understand, right? So I think now maybe could be the time, you know, not just to understand each other, but like, you know, maybe look up what the gaffer goes through on set, what the PAs go through, mm. uh, the sound guys. Uh, so that way, you know, just do a little research, maybe explore a little bit. And I think the biggest thing is writers right now do not, get and i'm gonna swear again they don't get enough fucking credit uh in the theater i believe they do but you know in film and tv i believe they do as well uh but film you know we really got to treat our writers way better than we are right now i mean Mm -hmm. they're the ones writing the stories and i think if we can relate to our writers a little bit more it's going to improve our industry tenfold yeah personal yeah no for sure i think you bring up really good points and um i think this is a life lesson that you know people can glean from even outside of the acting sphere um you know learning about the other side of things right no matter what your profession is or no matter what thing you're pursuing like there's always two sides of the coin there's always there's always a team involved you know success isn't a completely individual endeavor like you can't fully right. do it alone so it's like learning what directors go through what you know gaffers go through and just you know in any other term in life you know like experiencing i don't know what the the teacher goes through like try you know or whatever like just take any right. example on planet earth and you know try and put yourself in somebody else's shoes and i think now is the perfect time to do that right you know this is a definitely a um, a terrible thing that has happened to the world as a whole and in particular the, the united states is really getting slammed pretty hard with it yeah um, comparatively speaking yeah um and you know it's it's bad um but you know if if possible trying to use this time that has been given to you because if anything you do have more time or at least most people do um to be able to pursue something, you know, and learn about the other side or, you know, have a, a passion or something that you really never thought of pursuing, but it's always something that interested you and just going for it. I was having a conversation with my buddy yesterday about this exactly. It was the same conversation we had about people that were utilizing their time wisely and people that had just fell apart. We were talking about structure and how, you know, some people thought that, you know, I needed this nine to five to get me onto some path. And, you know, I was trying to say that it's like, man, you know, I think that, I don't think it's the nine to five necessarily that you're seeking. I think it's the, it's the, you know, it's, it's the 
the goal chasing, the, the, yeah. the work that you're making for yourself, the experience, learning something new. And I think that like, you don't, you know, you don't need someone to tell you to do that. You can, you can be your own, you know, um, judge Absolutely. when it comes to that, you know, and, and just, so just go after it, especially, you know, and, as old as we are now. And isn't that part about, and I, what's beautiful about this is that this has given us time to reflect mm-hmm. and we are, I think are realizing as a whole, we need to be way more compassionate with each other than yes. we for sure. Um, and I always ask, you know, you know, and I, I, and I hope for more of my actor friends too, maybe once we've been struggling more with their ego or struggling more with their insecurity. I personally have dealt with both. Um, still learning. I think I'm relatively grounded, but you know, there's always something new to learn, but it's sort of to ask yourself, why did you get into this? You know, uh, why did you get into this business? Why, or this craft? Why this one? Why, why take so many hits more than the average layman? Uh, and I think Woody Harrelson actually said it best in uh, one of those round table discussions where he's like, you know, we're in the business of empathy. So I like this, what I said earlier, you know, like I love playing the roles that people judge the most because what's more challenging than playing the very thing that you, you hate. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, Faye Simpson, who, um, she has this book. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll pitch her real quick. She has a book called the lucid body technique. I had the pleasure of working with her in, in uh, back in my in my study days um but that was pretty much our finals we used pretty much shocker charts and meisner uh Mm -hmm. in physical performance and we had to play the opposite of our own chakras pretty much just what we judged essentially (laughs) and you know you come to find out exactly how close you are to the thing you judge which is a scary scary hole to jump into sure Uh, but you do come out stronger like I think now from sort of taking on that journey it should be the journeys of actors spiritually, right? It is to do that. Um, I feel more grounded because of it. You know, you're more confident in who you are. You know, you, you, you listen more intently, mm. uh, which is, you know, also another thing that a lot of actors I think really need to get on board on, you know, it's just, just listen. Yeah. Yeah, and understand, you know, or at least make an attempt. Or try, try, yeah. try, fine. You know, you, you can't yeah. understand everyone. Not everyone's going to be your friend. You don't got to be anyone else's friend. But, you know, listen, you know, it's just that uh, feel very deeply about this. No, a thousand percent. Couldn't have said it better myself for sure. <laughs> Phil, do you have anything uh, that you wanted to, to ask Marco before we, uh, we signed off today? Yeah, we've got um, a couple minutes left here. Um, real quick, because we are running out of time here. Um, I wanted to touch briefly on, I know you, we talked about your writing, but you also write music and you are a musician. Sorry, the cat keeps yeah. jumping so on. I, I, was, I, was, I was actually, I was one of those weird people who, because uh, I don't know, you ever had like those actor friends who were like, you know, they would act for a while, but then they got more into music and they're like, you know what? I'm switching like and they become musicians like I, yeah. I had a few of those uh for me it was the opposite where when i was a kid um i worked i worked with some decent producers showcasers and bigger labels on weekends and vacations in high school i would tour um with a you know off a small indie label uh and it was one of those things where you know I, it, there wasn't ever a man in my family to go to college and graduate 
Right. And I think there was a lot of pressure to do so. And my, and my family was like, they're like, they're like, you're going to college. And I'm like, I was like, I, I don't know if I want to, I kind of want to do the music thing. And they're like, no, they're like, they're like, there's no buts, you're going. Yeah. Like, and, the, and I kind of saw the scene that I was in starting to die out and, you know, not getting along with my bandmates. So they're like, what are you going to study? And it was the first thing I could think of. I was like, oh, acting. And then yeah. here we are 10 years, <laughs> almost 10 years later. Wow. Still doing it. Yeah, right. It yeah. It, it's weird. But, uh, and Hey, like I love music. I think as a business, I wasn't a fan of it. Mm. Uh, you know, they're, they're pretty synonymous, but you know, I think, uh, at least we have a union that <laughs> I think <laughs> kind of sure. make sure, make sure we're all in check. Uh, music. I think music's a little bit more like the wild west in that sense. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, man. I still yeah. play. I still write. I still put something out there every once in a blue moon, but yeah i love that well, i've listened to your stuff i, I like it. I and like I, it and actually i don't know do you know cameras johnson uh he's on batwoman plays luke fox so. no yeah. no yeah i was a co-writer for one of his songs that's on spotify that's um, really right now so definitely check it out uh check out his whole spotify page he's got a couple tracks on there yeah um, wow yeah um there's a song called anybody but him and that was a song that i co-wrote awesome wow that's really yeah. cool yeah everybody check that out definitely yeah speaking yeah, speaking of no, no, for sure. I mean, speaking of which, we, you know, um, just bef- like last thing here, where can people find you? What projects mm-hmm. or whatever, or, you know, that you're proud of that you want people to see? What things you have coming up? Plug yourself. Go for it. Hope, Hoboken's Lease. We're going to make it. We're going to make more episodes uh, once we're allowed to. Um, so and uh, there is also a movie I'm going to be in called Confession uh, that's going to come out. I don't know when it's in post-production right now. That's with uh, Sarah Hay um, and Michael Ironside and uh, Nolan uh-huh. Funk. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, but right now I deactivated my Facebook. <laughs> so, <laughs> my but, you know, catch, catch me on my Insta. It's uh, Mark Vittor- at Mark Vittoriani official. All right. We'll um, link that down below as well. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> cool, and also just want to say you guys, thank you so much for having Sylvia Dionisio on. Uh, oh, we awesome. love her. Hands down the best actress I ever got. To- we, we were together uh, off Broadway. Oh. And right, right. She, she's hands down the best actress I've ever worked with. Awesome. she's on my yeah. wall here <laughs> beautiful. beautiful yeah we still talk yeah, she's, she's awesome and uh, I, actually, awesome. I, I actually want to make some i want to create something for us coming out of quarantine as well so um that's awesome yeah. yeah yeah that's sick man that's awesome well listen man it was uh, it was an honor to have you on i think you shed a lot of light and wisdom on a lot of things that some people um would get a lot from right they would learn a lot from it um and i couldn't thank you more for that it's, it's a pleasure having you on and it was an honor to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem, man. Well, shit, man. We wish you the best. And, uh, you know, make sure if you guys enjoyed the conversation today that you're looking up uh, Marco himself and that you're, you know, following the socials, you're looking at uh, all of his writing and all that kind of stuff. But until next time, guys, this is it's all we got for you today. Until next time, <laughs> folks. Until next thank time. You. Thank you, Phil. Peace out, man. <laughs>